see if I can fly. Fly like an eagle. Get him high. Mm-hmm. For you, I will. Yeah. That Monica song. For you, I will. I will cross the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> Good morning, evening, afternoon. You're listening to. I'm not introducing the show anymore. I forgot about that. Go ahead, Ted, while I finish the sandwich off. If you want to jam, let's down the jam. Yeah, y'all listening to Discussions with the Taz, man? We've been just jamming to the original Space Jam soundtrack uh, with the, the great man himself, Holiday. Yeah, yeah. And I hope y'all having a great day, great uh, great week, great month, great year. I know who wasn't having a great month, great day, great week, great year, or whatever uh, amount of time. Who that is? John Gruden. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, that's in my back, Dad. <laughs> John Gruden, we back on your ass again, apparently, bro. Um, two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. He earned that, though, man. I was trying to... Like... <sighs> Listen, this is... And I... This is going to be a weird thing to say, but this is a big reason why I never subscribe to that gender war shit. Now, you know those uh, men's going their own way, men's right activists, uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Because I think they kind of fool up brothers' heads some. Fool them up? Because I had a friend of mine, a good friend of mine. Uh, shout out to Hori. I was, he's, a, he's a Raider fan, too, sure. by the way. Shout out to Horse. Well, you know, it's 2021. Let's, let's take my ass to go with. Um, so, Hori, though, Horace, a friend of mine from high school. Well, middle school, actually. Uh, you okay over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This nigga doing mechanic work and shit. Um, so, anyway, though, we were discussing it, and I just made an offhand comment on uh, Facebook um, that, you know, John Gruden earned all his troubles because, you know, you can't have a man think like that as the head coach of an NFL team, especially right. a team that gave him as much power as the Raiders gave him. Yeah. Because he affects a lot of lives. I mean, not just the team. I mean, the way it was set up, he was basically the number two man in the organization. So that means he affects people who don't even do football shit. Right. All right. So if you look at all those thoughts he was having about not just black people, but, you know. Big lips, Bubba. <laughs> the LGBTQ community. Those uh, Women and all that. Like, the guy had to go. You can't have that guy in that position. Right. So my homeboy jumped in and starts caping. Now, mind you, before this, this shit shocked me because I thought we were both on the same page when it came to being black, right? Right. You know, like I said, I deal with being black first because before my gender was decided in the womb or what have you, I was going to be black. Yeah, everybody knew you was a black, a darkie. Yeah, I mean, but t- but the time my two black-ass parents got together, it was mm-hmm. the, my fate was sealed. <laughs> I'm black. Um, so he was like... Um, Blase, blase, he was like, man, those emails are from 10 years ago, and this, that, and the third, and oh, I forgot, all white people are racist. And I was like, I don't know how the fuck you got that from what I said. All I said was right. that John Gruden can't be in charge of that many lives. That's that's right. I agree. Yeah. Um, and I said, I said, man, you know what? You've been dealing with them fucking incels too long. Them niggas mad about, you know, just mad about women. Right. That's what the fucking that's what your problem is. Now you conflating a lot of issues and shit like that. And I was like, my own point is, you can't have a you can't have a super bigot because this motherfucker hit everybody. Like nobody was safe <laughs> unless it was a white American male. Yeah, and don't think I ain't peeped the fact that 
he didn't get fired until we realized he was saying shit about other people. Right, because that's probably was there. There was definitely ninety nine percent. I would say there was a reply back to that. We didn't see the reply back though. Oh hell yeah, you know that. Like like they keep saying on ESPN, he said that shit too easily for there not to be a response back yeah. from that. They have sat down and had closed meekness about this, and then um, if he wouldn't got found out ten years later, it would have never been anything said about it at all. And but I, that, that is something like so. I, I agree with you, and I agree with him for a point. Uh, I did not see this Facebook chain, that the comments was, though, but from what you said, he said I agree with the point that. You have to give people the ability to grow, right? However, certain things you should, certain things should be recognized immediately, and you should have to pay the consequences immediately. for them. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter who it is. Like we right now are still. It, it's kind of like this is going to be a real heavy example, but it's kind of like saying, "Oh, R. Kelly raped those." Little teenage girls in the nineties. Yeah, I'm, I'm on his ass right he now for that. Have to I'm pay on the consequences for it. No, no <laughs> Kelly, no, I'm on your half right now for that. Right, right, right. So, <laughs> like, you, it's still it, it was done, and, and like, no matter what, you have consequences to pay for them. Like, there's things that I might have done that I might have to pay consequences for in the future. If somebody That's finds out about it, yeah. yeah. So, and it's, my thing is with John Gruden. It's not again. Like, I don't know if I said this last week, but it's not exactly like he just started atoning for it. Right. Like the motherfucker was going on about his life, and nothing would have happened if nobody caught him. Right. And that's the, and that's the problem. Like you know, at some point you got to pay for the shit you do uh, do because think about it, again, he wasn't trying to atone for that shit. Right. So for all we know, he still thinks like that. Right. Because some of those emails, contrary to popular belief, were from a few years ago, not just right. ten years ago. There wasn't from when did he get fired from Tampa Bay? Uh, almost like twenty. I don't know. Uh, twenty. I think no, because he drafted Josh Jacobs in round eight. I think, um, ten or eleven, right? Something like that. Um, and how long you been part of the Raiders organization? Like, this is like his third or fourth year now. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like, there's nothing to say, but yeah, yeah he did it. So, the consequence was he could not be the head of an organization. Organization, organization after that. Yeah, and the thing, and this will show you just how. This is show you like the sickness of it. It's like, look at their response to it. Because mm-hmm. like, okay, I get his response to try to lie and smooth the shit out. It's self preservation. Right. I get that. He's supposed to do that. Yeah, I mean, that's what you do if when you, you care. If you care about anything, if you care about yourself, yeah, you, you try to self try to smooth pers- that shit out. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, listen, I was, you know, like there might be some other shit. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry now. Sorry, mm-hmm. cool. I get that response. See what but, happened was back in the day, exactly before y'all came. I mean, that's the way that we talked. You know what I'm saying? But uh, we didn't mean any harm. I'm not saying he's right, but I get that <laughs> response. Like, cause he's definitely not right. Right. But I get. I understand that's a natural response to try to get out of trouble without facing consequences. Right. The thing is, like Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, when he was asked about it, his response was. Uh, don't ask me. Ask the NFL. They got all the answers. Mm-hmm. Mike Mayock, the GM that John Gruden essentially hired. Right. Now, mind you, that's a little weird because mm-hmm. usually the head coach doesn't hire the GM mm-hmm. or have any say who. Again, that's what I'm saying. John Gruden was basically the number two man in the organization. Right. 
Um, his response was, it was weird. He was trying to give, like, football speak. Mm-hmm. Like, we got a goal and all that. But then he made a comment that Carl Nassib, the homosexual player mm-hmm. on their team, um, openly homosexual player, um, he's a community of one. And I was like, I, that's not really a good thing to say, Mike Mayock. Right. My, my, my thing is, y'all had nothing to do with the shit. Mm-hmm. Right? No one said anything about Mark Davis or Mike Mayock. Why the fuck y'all being so defensive about this? Yeah, and more than likely because they think uh, the same thing. Which is weird because, and, I'm sorry, Al Davis, the owner of the uh, the, the owner of the Ra- Ra- Raiders before Mark Davis, Mark Al Davis' Davis. father, mm-hmm. he was very progressive. Yes. So I'm like, I guess that's just skipped a generation. He he was the um he held the NFL hostage by he sued him about something one time. He was he was like a pain in the ass. He was like that dude that yeah. was in the he was that dude in the gang, but it was kind of like, why are you in the gang, bro? Yeah, they ain't like him. Like you I like them because ain't nobody else like him, and I know who everybody else was was thinking. But like he was shoot with you, but why are you in the gang, bro? <laughs> But that's, I don't know. But John Gruden earned that shit, though. Yeah. Um, the old time racism. What was I about to say? And I, I don't, I think the reason why so many people would not speak on it, like Drew Brees, mm-hmm. when he was basically, he was sitting on set and they closed the set in so that he wasn't seen on camera. Because mm-hmm. I guess he decided that he wasn't going to say anything about it. But then you just have a similar situation happen to you a year, yeah, a couple just, of years ago. You, yeah, he could have actually spoke to that in the sense yeah. that, Hey, you know, sometimes we have wrong ideas and wrong thoughts in our head, and then we get corrected. Mm-hmm. And and that's the thing about it. When someone does something like this, and it's black people, we speak up about it. Unless it's somebody like R. Kelly when they did. Oh, oh, God, too no. many people defended that motherfucker. Uh, I mean, that daughter fucker. Um, <laughs> hey, um, stop, man. Say, wait a minute. I should realize what you said just now. <laughs> um, hey, this ain't funny, man. Shit. <laughs> I'll <laughs> be laughing. This is horrible, man. But uh, it was too many people defending him. But when it comes to our community, like we will step up and say when someone does something fucked up. To the, to for the, the most fault. part. For the most part. To a, no, you said for the, for the most part. Mm-hmm. I think that most part is to a fault. Because sometimes mm-hmm. with us, we're, we're so quick to. We're so quick to. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not contrite. I forgot the word. Well, basically, when you're trying to, we're always falling on the sword for other people. Mm-hmm. Until the point well, no one else does that really for us. Yeah, we, we are. We sacrifice ourselves and our legacy and everything for everybody else. But when it comes to other people, they will defend each other to the thick. Because everyone knows that was wrong. That's completely mm-hmm. wrong. <clears throat> But I'm trying to, was it any white people that just stood up and was like, oh, that was some fucked up shit? Tafar Kelly? No, nah, I'm talking about uh, John Gruden. John Gruden? Uh, not really, no. Nah. I, I don't think so. I, I, I don't watch football. I just look but, at what I, I can. But I think what the media did there, if I'm if I'm, if I'm, I'm going to examine it correctly, I think the media tried to give black people the voice here. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, I, 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 and I can see why you would. Because... Unless it's like a show that's just only white people on there, mm-hmm. it probably would look weird to have just white people talking about it. I think they should have. I mean, if you want to give black people a voice, at least have ten percent white people. Like, well, if I you mean, do ten th- people, have one white person out there. I think your point was. I think your point is well made though about Drew Brees. Have somebody who's been in that spot before who got through it. Yeah, 
And he just sat there on set with his fingers twiddling, looking up at the lights in the ceiling. That makes it, – it's just color a lot of things that he's done. Because me and Pat talked about it yesterday. Shout out to Pat. One of the things we talked about. What up, about, Pat? Um, how the fact that as soon as Ron, John, Ron, John Gruden got there, mm-hmm. um, he cut their black punter. Now, first of all, black punter is an unusual thing. Right. Because usually you black, you pretty much scoring touchdowns. Right. Uh, or stopping them. Mm-hmm. Um, but this dude was one of the best punters in the league, as he I understand was. it. I mean, because the Raiders weren't big time, so we didn't really see them a whole lot. Mm-hmm. But he had a swag. last name was Russell, right? Something Russell. like that. Um, dude had a little swag to him, though. Had a little mm-hmm. flavor. Had a little soul, as we you know said through the ages. Um, but, you know, just because he was a bit um, flamboyant. A.K.A. Black. Yeah. Um, John Gruden cut him. Mm. And I was like, why would you cut the best punter in the league? Because a punter is still a very... There's no... And it's a punter. Contrary to popular belief, there's no no position on the football field that's not important. Right. All that shit works together. And the punter is basically... Punters and... um, A punter can change... Kickoff. The the kicking game establishes field position. Yeah, because you can have an offense beat the shit out of your defense. Right. Right? I take it back. You can have the defense beat the shit out your offense and drive them back like 20 yards to their own 20, right? You got a good enough punter, you fuck around and put them back on their 20 or lower or less. Yeah. That field position game is very important. Like, again, football is more or less a metaphor for war. It's a right. ground game. Um, when we had John Baker and John Casey, I think that were their names. That was part of the reason why we was able to um, do so well in our fifteen and one season. I think. I think it was fifteen and one season. Yeah, fifteen and one. Because our kicking, our kicking. Um, he put you game, in a good position. Yeah. Yeah, we will get because <laughs> Cam Newton was our quarterback. <laughs> Killer. And Cam Newton. He, he was very good at third and short situations. He was very good at other situations. But what was actually, if you if anybody watched the game, like the fans that watched the game, you'll see that in the beginning of the games, it was basically a kick game. Mm-hmm. And Cam Newton would eventually get through, but it was field position. Like we would establish field position through the kicking game, and then Cam Newton – will finally start bursting through because you can have Cam Newton's number because you know if he's the quarterback, he's going to run a lot. Yeah, but it's hard to stop an offense. I only have to go 30 yards for a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Always. As uh, Tom Brady. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So, that's important. So, that covers a lot of things. But you know who um, John Gruden brought in? Kyrie Irving? No. Joking. <laughs> 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 I wish he should say like that. Uh, he what did in, he bring in? He brought in Richie Incognito, that racist-ass right guard. Oh, yeah, the one that, uh, the the Miami dude, right? Yeah, he was bullying that black dude. Yeah. That whole entire offensive line, you know black dudes would get, man, shame on y'all niggas, man. Because mm-hmm. ain't no way in hell I'd have been on that team, hearing them saying that shit about one of the brothers on the team, and, you know, that locker room that locker room was going to be normal after that. Right. Yeah, because um, honestly. Honestly, like Santa Sharp said, I'd have slapped his ass with a fucking plate in the weight room. Yeah. I, uh, trying to think how to nicely say it. But, yeah, other than that, yeah, it, it would be a melee every day. Yeah. Uh, like I was saying with uh, on the podcast that it was a discussion podcast. You missed – you was out, but um, James was, was here. I was lost on the path of life. <laughs> but I said to him, like, in my day, we fought. 
And yeah. we and go fight to respect each other. Respect and you know, each other. you know what it got me into the fight? Well, because I don't want to talk down on the brother. Because not everybody's a, not everybody's a fighter. I'm not really a fighter. I'm more of a peaceful man myself. But when I saw that my man didn't want to fight, right? And dude was kept, he was keeping that shit up, mm-hmm. and he was getting racist with it. Yeah, oh, that's you know, bullying. You, yeah, uh, you ain't got to worry about that, bro. Yeah, like I got Richie, bro. Don't worry about it no more. Mm-hmm. Richie, Richie, Richie will never bother you again. Not believe after me. After this. He probably never pee again either. How the fuck Richie's life up, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Richie was like, damn, man. I ain't realized I ain't realized the test man was on the team. <laughs> Anytime you be in them clan rallies, I'm sorry, um, allegedly being on clan rallies and shit. <laughs> um What's that dude's name that had that girlfriend that was what and the girlfriend got catfish? Bobby Valentino? The football player. Oh, um, Matt Tatil. That's Matt Tatil. So <laughs> How the fuck you first of all, time out. Time out. <laughs> you the top football player at Notre Dame. Right. Okay, I know y'all probably can't get ass on campus because it's Notre Dame. Right. But I imagine you probably live off campus since you're the top football player. So right. I mean, we're not going to say why you live off campus or how you get how you living off campus. Mm-hmm. But you mean to tell me you can get no ass at school? Not at school. And you got to go fall in love with... And those are Catholic girls. They were pressed like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know what time it been. This nigga went to... We said we were to say California or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> You ain't tell me you ain't never seen this bitch on video? Nope. That's crazy. I don't know. And I, he had to, he had to, they, they found out because he, he had to go leave school or something. He was up from the war. I think he was up for the Heisman. And they was talking about, talking to him about her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, media being the media, they're going to do their homework, dig deep. And they kind of find out this bitch, this bitch don't exist. Mm. <laughs> Non-existent bitches, man. Like, goddamn, Manti Teo. Uh, wait a minute, Manti. Um, Shit. Look. Your girlfriend isn't real. Like man, tattoo. You mean like you mean Trisha, right? <laughs> like that's what you're talking about. <laughs> like I mean, I just did a math. I I I looked at the census, man. There's a lot of Trishas in in California. Is this the exact one you're talking about? Because you're talking about. Because let me tell you something, man. Ty. All those times you were talking to her on the phone, you were talking to your damn self. Yeah, and they'd be like, send me send me a picture of her, man. And they send a picture of her. Uh, so women would know what I'm talking about, but they sent him a picture of a rose, mm. and that that's basically a, a, a vibrator for women. It, it's shaped like a rose. Good job, women. Mm-hmm. But dog, you could dog, you add Notre Dame. You could have been messing with Catherine or Flannery. Yeah, or and, and and the Catholic girls, um, they have sex with everything but their vaginas. Okay, see now I. Am not gonna go there with you because mm-hmm. I don't want to get canceled by the Catholic people. You ever heard? Of, I'm already um, treading lightly. You ever heard of what is it called? Floating. Floating. Or soaking. Soaking like you pee on each other or something like that. So there's another thing. So I don't know if this is Catholic. I think it is though. So right. about, how you know Catholics? We in South Carolina. Huh? How you know Catholics? We in South Carolina. How do I know? Catholics were in South Carolina. I have a, I have at least about twenty Catholic friends. Okay, but that doesn't answer my damn question. Said, how, how do you know Catholics when we're in South Carolina? I don't get it. This we're in the Bible, Baptist. This is like a Baptist state. Oh, how do I know? Oh, because transfers. And I'm fucking with you whites. mostly, actually. Like what you're saying. Go ahead. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the IT side of me, but sometimes I don't realize it. Um, <laughs> wait, talking about y'all, <laughs> the regular people. Y'all, y'all be working for, be fucking with y'all. 
Yeah, we just be like, oh yeah, okay, and then we'll go off and do stuff. Hey, let me call, let me call this nigga. Let me call this nigga. Tell him that I got a virus. <laughs> <laughs> I got a virus, man. I ain't got no damn virus, nigga. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> but go My ahead, man. My computer itching. Um, so uh, soaking <laughs> is when the Catholic so girls pee is, on you. Nah, so. Catholics have different ways of interpreting the Bible about sex and stuff like that. Like peeing on each other. So, um... It's not really like a sex. Like, girls, some, girls have anal sex and have oral sex, blah, blah, blah. They would not have vaginal sex. Good. But... Although you shouldn't be sodomizing each other by the Bible's... That, what the Bible's hey, saying, right? Hey. Uh Depends on what your definition of sodomizing is. Actually, you know what? I took it back. <laughs> because in some places... Anything other than missionary sex is sodomized. You know what? I did. I did read. I did look at something that actually did find a like a large loophole in mm-hmm. that in that statement. So I get what you're saying. So one of the things is thrusting, right? Um, vaginal sex with thrusting. So they don't consider it sex if you're not thrusting back and forth inside. That is like so semantics like a motherfucker. The dude will slide on up in there and they'll just sit there and soak in a vag- vagina. I know God gotta be in heaven like these motherfuckers. So, <laughs> so they like uh, they're soaking, and so there's not supposed to be any movement. I've been soaking. <laughs> no, That's what, what I've been, been doing. doing. <laughs> <laughs> I've been soaking, soaking in Kathleen, soaking uh, <laughs> in Valerie. Soaking. <laughs> Yo, shout the <to> Catholics. <laughs> But what you're not supposed to do is, is move intentionally yourself. So they'll get their homeboy. So it'll be three people in the bed. The third person is in the bed to bounce up and down on the bed to get that, that movement going because the other two people ain't allowed to move themselves. So you still get some action going on. I would have just converted. So imagine. I would have just converted. <laughs> I'm like, fuck it, this is too much. So imagine you and your girlfriend soaking in the bed, but you got me on the side of the bed jumping up and down. So I don't, don't want to imagine so it. I don't want to imagine it. I, I know. That's a threesome. <laughs> Mike, Michael's got to be like, hey, don't look at me, Peter. Just keep jumping. <laughs> Peter, jump a little bit to the left, to the left, to the left. Oh. You're screaming Peter's name during sex, bro. Like, <laughs> And then the girl's talking about I wonder how many Catholic girls got pregnant by soaking. God is like, well, Jesus, because they believe in Jesus more than God. I also right? want to know what's the push in action and what you call it when you pull it out, because those are the first and last thrusts. That is actually, that's very true. Mm-hmm. That's very true. Imagine it's a problem when they go to hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Satan be like, <laughs> like, you didn't realize, did you? Then you go. <laughs> All right, man. Let's talk about. Let's go similar, similar, but uh, different color, different person, different sport. Kyrie. Ah, uh, this is not similar. Do not do Kyrie like that. <laughs> I'm just saying some. Uh, it's controversial comments. It's about how serious it goes. Kyrie. Okay, I appreciate the fact that he has a stance on this. He has a position on this. And that is a true position. He's not doing this for likes. However, come on. I I don't agree with him. Um, number of reasons. One, and me, my sister, my sister and I spoke about this recently. I even talked to my father about this because he finally got vaccinated. 
What? Congratulations. Um, the test man's father. Test father. <laughs> but he, um. <laughs> what is his name? Test man senior? No, what's this, Frank? Shout out to test man senior. <laughs> test man senior. Um, <laughs> but he, um, we all, we, uh, we all said the same thing. Basically, whatever you think they're trying to do with this vaccine, they've already done it. Right. If you think they're trying to poison you, do you know what you're eating? Even healthy food has all kind of crazy shit in it. There's a reason why they make a distinction of whole foods and organic or whatever. Because if it doesn't say that, and probably that food, I, I'm strong man in here when I say this, but probably that food too has shit in it that you don't want to eat. That's fucking with you. The reason why people, one of my people are always sick all the time. Why, like, I mean, there you go. You want you think they're trying to put some type of chip in you and they're tracking you? Your cell phone's doing that. Because I guarantee you, I can't get you away from your cell phone. I don't care who right. you are. So, I mean, I so if he's, if people are coming, and I'm not going to just say him. If people are coming from it on that level, coming at it from that level, then, I mean, you've been beaten a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, and this is people got to get over this shit, the whole principle shit. Like, it's good to have principles. I'm a man of principles. But, motherfucker, you got to understand that. I'm trying to think how many principles I had. I had a primary school principal. Your ass, your ass, I hope you stub your fucking toe on the way out of here today. They're not principals in college, though, so (laughs) I only have four principals. That was kind of funny, actually. (laughs) Uh, But I'm a man of principles, too. I I, I feel like I am, at least. Mm -hmm. But people have to understand, this man does not have a regular job. Everybody's like, you shouldn't put your job above your principles. This is 33 million, this man makes 30 plus million dollars a year. Right. Right, this is not a regular fucking job. And also, we got to understand, too, he's been making that kind of money for a while now. Right. So him making him taking the stance isn't as much of a sacrifice as it is for Joe Blow, who right. you know who are part of the people that we're trying to get fifteen dollars an hour for minimum. Yeah, but I, I think even though it's not that much for him, he's already a millionaire. He could already quit everything that he want to do today and be set for life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know that. Um, I mean, one year of his salary would change my. Mine, my kids, my kids, my kids, and my kids' lives. You think that much? But even though, oh, I'm gonna be smart with my money though, and I teach my okay. kids to be smart with the money. Cause that'll last me about six months. Thirty million dollars. Yeah. Cause I'm good gold teeth in every color. Um. This nigga. Why? Popular guy, aren't you? Okay, there I should go. that shouldn't happen again. Okay. Shit. Oh, Space Jam. There he goes again. <laughs> Welcome to the Space Jam. Yo, that's, we were talking about that earlier, how dope that soundtrack was. And that was a dope ass soundtrack. Yeah, I, um I think that's that soundtrack is better than the uh Space Jam 2 soundtrack. But I think Space Jam 2 is a better movie. Oh, you may not know this soundtrack. I've been thinking about this the whole week. Soundtrack versus soundtrack. The Mac versus um, Superfly. Um, Pusha is. Pusha is uh, Superfly. So Superfly. Really? Mm-hmm. The Mac is a better movie, though. You're right about that. I couldn't get into Superfly for shit. <laughs> I could not get into Superfly. And I love 70s movies, but I watched Superfly. I was like, I kind of don't, don't know what's going on here. The Mac made you want to be a pimp for a second. Right. 
But Willie Dunn, I kept saying that the Mac made you want to be a pimp. Willie Dynamite, it was like, man, that pimp shit is not for me. Mm-hmm. And them niggas, everybody was on Willie Dynamite's case. Yeah. But anyway, though. Stick yourself, Tony. That's my favorite line from both those movies. Stick yourself. Stick yourself, Tony. Stick yourself. <laughs> 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 stick my man. Stick yourself. Stick yourself, Captain. Don't make Goldie mad. <laughs> Don't make him mad. Be cool, Goldie. <laughs> and Richard Pryor, man. <laughs> He was, yeah. Apparently he was high throughout the whole movie. I like that shit. I loved um. Hey bitch. I loved um. What was the scene when um when a man was on him, and he told Goldie and um and Slim Richard Pryor's character mm-hmm. to start walking down the street so they can shoot him in the back, right? Mm-hmm. And Richard Pryor was one hand that shit. His character. Mm-hmm. Nah, man. Nah, you gonna shoot me? Just shoot me right here, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Cause I ain't running no goddamn way. Mm-hmm. I ain't no fucking track star, nigga. So go ahead, go shoot me. You gonna kill me, nigga? Just kill me. And. I remember he, started, he he just went the fuck off. Like, he's a fucking punk, Goldie. He drew down on us, and he ain't used it. We gonna get his ass. I was like, yo, Richard Pryor is upset. <laughs> Shout I out like to, that shit, Rest man. in peace, Richard Pryor. I need, I need to watch that movie again. Yeah, too, I was man. thinking that, too. I need to watch The Mac. The Mac was my shit, man. Yeah. So, with Kyrie, I, I said, I'm glad that he is not doing it for likes. Yeah, it worked. Um... And he also makes enough money, so it really doesn't matter to him. The only thing that matters that messes this up is his legacy. I don't know. I mean, I think he might be a Hall of Famer already. So, mm-hmm. my thing is, man, he got a lot more years of earning potential, though. I mean, that's shit. I'm yeah, about. they and, but they also said that even when he was in the beginning of his career, that he wasn't looking to play basketball forever. Well, how old is he? Early thirties. I think he might be pushing. I, I know he's pushing thirty at least. Pushing thirty. Uh, you know what, stupid ass? All right. Uh, not you. Me. I have Google. What about that trusty Google? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't know. Um, He got a lot more years. All I'm thinking about is the fact that, listen, bro, you you can change. He's 29. Okay. That nigga's on 29 years old. He, this motherfucker been not 30 for like 20 years. Ever. Yeah. The first time I heard of Uncle Drew, I felt like it was 10 years ago. That's the one. I guess NBA players get to come out so much earlier yeah. than NFL players. Was he one and done? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I I always hated that rule. I hated I hated it in both sports. I mean, I understand it more in football because I mean, you think about like I was an offensive lineman. Like offensive lineman can run like coming out of high school. Like you might come out of high school six three two seventy, and by the time you get drafted, you like six five three or uh, thirty. Yeah. So I get you got to develop uh, physically because you're still kind of growing after 18. But when you are developed, like Maurice Claret, Maurice yeah. Claret was a running back. He came out like, what, 6'1", 230? This motherfucker's ready to get into that league. So I don't get why he had to wait. I think this would be some, like, special dispensation for like certain certain players. Right. And then the NBA in general, like, NBA got to come off of it. Like, I mean, I understand. I get, I get it. The NBA is, since they don't use padding, they're potentially more dangerous than the NBA, NFL. And potential, anyone who's listening to me said that. I said potentially, because I had an argument with my friends about that years ago. They didn't get what I was saying. But a lot of it's not that big of a difference between a guy coming out of high school and a guy that's already been in the league for years in the NBA. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I do think you probably need um, probably more seasoning as an adult to not do stupid shit, but... Guys get into the league and do stupid shit anyway, so right. it doesn't really, doesn't really matter. Um, but all I'm saying with, with Kyrie is 
speak out on it. Yeah, worry, I get it. But me, I wasn't giving up that money. Like not not in a capitalist nation like America. Fuck that. Thirty million a year. And then they said he was on the verge of giving him a forty million contract, forty million dollar a year contract. Yeah, that would have been nice. Think about that shit, man. One year of his, one year of his salary. It's at least like ten years of mine. That is crazy. But more power to you. I be saying shit like that. <laughs> Somebody out there doing math like this nigga made four million a year. I yeah, said right. at least four years of mine. That's a little so breathe, I made, a bit. I made less, four, four million or less. More than likely, it's part of that less. <laughs> part of that less. <laughs> so I did the math, and um, in order to make one cent per second, shit, I think it's three hundred sixty-five thousand some change I would have to make. A That's year? my new goal to what? make at least one cent per second a year. Yeah, thirty-three hundred sixty-five thousand a year. It's about one cent. I remember that math. Second. Like, if you took a penny and then double the amount you had every day. How fast that shit would be like? How fast it would get to like a million dollars? Yeah, because if you do it in the, in the golf sense, you paying like a thousand dollars, and by the eighteenth hole, it's like a thousand dollars or something. Yeah, that's what's up. But I don't know. I mean, you gotta think about the other aspects of it too. Like you got people who depend on him, like because he's the only person eating off of this. Yeah, but again, he could feed everybody already. <laughs> well, true. I mean, the, honestly. The, the, the thing I like about it and the thing. So, uh, let me start off here. I disagree with Kyrie Irving. Okay. Secondly, I know where he's coming from because Kyrie Irving at the age of 29 is learning. He seems like he's at the steps of um, the mathematics that I was at at 23 or 24. Mm-hmm. Um. Because I was saying, uh, this is what I, I said this to all the hotels online. I was saying that stupid ass shit back then too. <laughs> yeah. Um, shit, 15 years ago. Damn, it's like 15 years ago. But yeah, 15 years ago is when I started my maths. Um, I started with 120 and went on through. Um, in the very beginning, I was always in arguments with everybody. I was in arguments with other black people I grew up with. I was in arguments with Africans. I was in arguments with everybody. But it was basically some of the same shit. Um, like I have people right now, well, last year, um, when I started talking to people about the vaccine, I have I had at least half of my friends on Facebook like, wait a minute. You said yes to the vaccine? Yeah. <laughs> Because they know me from way back when, when I was like, um, I've always been on a don't trust anything that's told to you. Go research it. Mm -hmm. The only time I trust, so I always trust what people say when they're talking like like themselves, but I always reserve on research. Trust but verify. Yeah, trust but verify. I trust that you know what you're talking about for you. But let me go research and verify this stuff for me. Because even if you're being, if you, even if you're being truthful, you're being truthful from your perspective. Yeah. And so then part there's a lot of, of shit you probably don't think about. Each one teach one. Yeah. Therefore, if I know something, I'm gonna teach you about it. If you know something completely different about the facts that I'm saying to you, you're supposed to talk to me about it. Right. We're both supposed to understand each other and where each other are coming from, and then we move on from there. Now I have your information to consider. You have my information to consider, and then we. Fulfill it from there. 
and we go to the next person. Same thing. So eventually, as you go around, the more information you gather, the more information you can put out. Well, it's the more information you gather, the more information you can decipher. Mathematics was the scientific method that black people use in order to learn more about society. Mm -hmm. So it was basically the same thing I'm learning my doctor's degrees now. The same methods that we use, it's the same methods that we use, I was using 15 years ago in the mathematics in 5% knowledge. Because, I mean, it makes sense the scientific method came somewhere. I mean, think about the scientific, science. Yourself, I ain't have to get slapped in the face when I got some facts fucked up. Right. But you (laughs) you think about it though, science is more or less like the offspring of philosophy. Yeah. Philosophy, shit that was taught back in the ancient world. You know, a lot of that mm-hmm. shit from the ancient world came from black people. Yes. All of it. You know, like... Sh- All the truths. Yeah. Yeah. We can tell nobody that. Um, A lot <laughs> of the science came from the world. And, and so, even now, in 2021, I mean, 2015, Terrence Howard found some new shit out about math. You know what I'm saying? Hold on for a second. Mathematician I shit. F- I finally watched uh, more of a uh, Dave Spell special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a scene you were talking about transgenders. <laughs> And the dude walked up to him. The dude was like, "Spoiler alert!" Dude, it was a, it's not a joke. Okay, it's part of something. That, it's it's a main reason for his that I find funny. Mm-hmm. And dude walked up to Dave. Dave was like, "He was like, hey Dave, be careful, man. They um, they after you." He was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but Terrence Howard was mother shit. <laughs> hey, so I don't know how the fuck I missed this. Uh, I I seen this earlier today though, but. Terrence Howard has his own maths. Yeah, so apparently there's like more than one mathematics. Yeah. Uh, We're not talking about mathematics like the five percent of philosophy. We're talking Mm -hmm. about just like, you know, math. Yeah, one plus one is two. And one times one is two, two, according to Terrence Howard and his math. Explain it to us. Yeah, please explain to us. Well, you know what? And the funny thing was, this dude has models and all that stuff. So this is why I respect it. I respect it because he has models. That can prove it. That basically proves his theory in his form, right? Um, And he did the models to be peer-studied, and they have been peer-reviewed. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't get down to the results and all that stuff because I just found out about this today. I get home, but I'm man. very I'm gonna... interested to know about this stuff. Yeah, I get home, <laughs> I'm going to read this shit over them. It's peer-reviewed. Um, but, again, as we said earlier, when black people say dumbass shit, or when black people get out of line, Black people put them, put them back in their places. Um, yeah. They said, when I was reading about it, Because think about it, I, I kind of did it just now. Yeah. Uh, as, as a reflex. I, I just kind of did it just now. To talk, about Kyrie? Said, no, um, Terrence Howell. And I was like, Terrence Howell and some other shit. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. said, yeah. So, um, that that is just something that we do. So, I mean, and that, that's what we're supposed to do. Like, if somebody says some dumb shit, like, put, we put them in their place. But, you also have to think about what you say and how you say it because he also him putting it all out like like he did and having models and putting it out to be peer-reviewed he did he questioned something that no one really questions now yeah and he tried to disprove it or prove it that's science shit. that's really really that's what scientists do scientists, yeah. yeah yeah it's like it's like i always laugh at people who say like who say shit like, well, 
you guys thought this shit, scientists thought this shit, and then we found out that that was wrong. So this could, like, yeah, that's science. Things can't be wrong. Yeah, that's you what get new information. Mm-hmm. Like as we go along as a people, as as a species, we can perceive new shit. Mm-hmm. Like again, a, a computer's first job is to and to improve itself. That's why technology improves exponentially. Yeah, yeah. Be, human beings are kind of the same way. Mm-hmm. We discover something new that allows us to rethink shit that came before it. Right. Think about what we knew about shit like like transportation and propulsion and how that changed when we discovered uh, we discovered oil, not, not the combustion engine. Mm-hmm. Right. So now we can move a lot faster. Yeah. We can use the combustion engine to move in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. So think about it. Combustion engine gets discovered, then we realize shit. What happens if we put the shit in this iron bird, quote unquote? Now we can fly. Mm-hmm. Think about the shit. That, think about the changes. And you can fly so well that R. Kelly made a song about it. That he used to seduce twelve-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Seduce your daughters. R. Kelly's a motherfucker. Well, daughter fucker. I knew it was coming. I knew it. I, I was in trouble <laughs> the second I said it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's part of the reason why I'm so mad about the fact that we still use fossil fuels for trans for uh, fuel. Yeah, because we have better technology out there. Yeah, man, I want to be. I, I want to be. This in Star is Trek. why I think capitalism doesn't work. I want to be in Star Trek. I want to be in space, yeah. fucking with green bitches. Me and Kirk. Like, listen, Kirk, you take the Western Hemisphere. I got the Eastern Hemisphere. Mm-hmm. These green bitches going down. <laughs> I fucked the green bitch before. You know, the only time a bitch is green nowadays is when she's sick. That it was a sick Caucasian. This nigga's wild. Because you know, the only woman that could change color. Only people that I'm talking about a bitch that's naturally people. green, okay? Like, she got oh. chlorophyll or some shit in her blood. I don't know. Okay. Why are those bitches... Why, why, why were the bitches green? Won't the new Harry Tubman twins be green? So then we just find us a woman to stick some Harry Tubman's on. I thought you were about to disrespect Put Harry a hole in now. the Harry Tubman's I thought you were about to disrespect Harry Tubman's now. That's <laughs> the guy with this water bottle at you. Hey, you know I love me some Harry Tubman. And, and not in a sexual sense. That's one of my heroes. I think she's the most American person. I was going to throw this entire... I'm not, I don't mean throw the water on you. I was going to throw the water bottle at you that has water in it. Yeah, if don't throw the water on me. That's too sexual. Uh, and I like stuff like that. That will make me gay. If you throw water on me and I get aroused, right? Just asking. Okay, so we're done today. <laughs> uh, everybody, I have a great rest of y'all life. <laughs> but now, nah, man. Pause. Um, um, the scientific method that he used behind it, I I'm, I want to get on it, um, no homo, but I, I definitely want to read about it more and see. And it's this really is how science works. There, I'm, I feel like one hundred percent it's going to be disproven. However, whenever you disprove something, or whenever you find something to not be factual, mm-hmm. you explain why it's not factual, and what can happen in order for something like that to be factual. Yeah. So that's I mean, what I want to read about. I mean, this yeah, this simple shit. Like, I mean, yeah, because people gotta understand just how much knowledge, how important knowledge is, mm-hmm. how much knowledge changes the world. Right. I mean, just think about the fact that how much the world changed when we realized that the Earth was not the center of the universe. Right. Or right, something simple like the the Earth is round. Yeah. And not not a circle though, no right. egg shape. You know what? You know what really saddens me about the whole flat Earth theory. The right. disproving information is so simple. Mm-hmm. If you stand out on the beach, mm-hmm. look at it to the horizon, watch a ship go go forth, right? Mm-hmm. Sail. Eventually, that ship disappears over the horizon. And no matter how powerful of a telescope you have, you will not be able to see that ship because the ship is now lower than you. Mm-hmm. Well, perceptively, it's mm-hmm. lower than you. That means that it's a curvature on the Earth. 
Right. Or I, I really hate when people say that shit and they say it by using a cell phone and typing it on Facebook because all satellite technology uses the methods and the theories of and the mathematics of around Earth. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All your uh, you're right. Cause think your about cell it, you phone towers they work because the your cell phone towers work because the Earth is round. Um, because think and about it, like basically sat- the signals disappear over the horizon. You wouldn't need satellites if the Earth was flat, because you could just use line of sight communication. Yeah, but average person wouldn't know that, admittedly. But that's why research is out there, information's out there. Yeah, always it's always research out there. Oh yeah, I'm gonna study this because I'm interested in it. If he if he's if he's that solid with it that he can actually submit it for peer review, mm-hmm. I mean there's there's a lot to this. I think yeah. if he can get it, like if the science community can take a moment and look at this shit and, mm-hmm. and be like, okay, well we gotta consider. I want to hear what Neil deGrasse Tyson has to say about this. Oh, we should look that up. Like I w- I want to see them talk to each other. Actually. I need a fat finder over here. I think Neil deGrasse Tyson low key might be God. Because there's no way you can explain to me how a motherfucker can know that much about the universe mm-hmm. without being God himself. Like, is it God fucking with us? <laughs> Who would Bill Nye be, though? Would he be Michael? Bill Nye, the, the science, science guy. Bill Nye, the science guy. Bill, 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 Bill. Hey, his theme song was a bop, though. Science rules. I like Beekman's World, though. Beekman's World was my shit, too, back in the day. I don't know if you remember that one. Say that again? Beekman's World. That was my shit back in the day, but I don't know if you remember that. No, I don't. Yeah, it was like, it's come on way early in the morning on CBS. But he used to do, like, he used to do, like, real life experiments on shit, though, on TV, though. Um, I remember he made, like, a, um, he made, he took a record back when they still had records. And he put, like, a, um, he taped, like, um, a a soda cap to the hole in the record, mm-hmm. and then he took like a balloon that was full. And he twisted the top, and he stressed the balloon. Um, like he the didn't neck like tie- of the balloon. Say that again. The neck. The neck of the balloon. balloon? Yeah. yeah. And then he took the entrance and he like put it, placed it on top of the um, the cap, mm-hmm. and he 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 taped that down so the right. air couldn't escape. Mm-hmm. And then he um he untwisted it. So the air was now pushing down under the record. Mm-hmm. And you know those like those air hockey things? He made one out of a record just by doing that shit. It was like big and cumbersome and shit. Yeah. And it seemed like it took a lot of time to do. Mm-hmm. But he was trying to show everybody how the air could actually help with lessen the friction. And I think it was, I think the episode was about friction and why the uh, why the record could slide so easily when normally you have to actually use force to slide it. Because mm-hmm. he was like the friction the air is separating the it. Vibrating, vibrating. The air is separating it and the friction is it lessens the friction. Right. So now it just glides across the table. Glide to the left. Damn. Um but <laughs> yeah, I miss I'm damn, I miss science shows, man. Yeah. My kids watch uh Sid the Science Kid. Yeah. Yeah. And so my kids start watching it because it's a kid's show, but I started watching it. Yeah. And I, I was watching like it was yeah, a grown up Yeah, because science is interesting. <laughs> science, fucking knowledge, though. The knowledge is dope, man. Yeah. Like, even, though, even like the non scientific shows had like a science bend to it. Mm-hmm. Look at Power Rangers. Motherfucker had Billy. Yeah. Like, hey, be smart. God damn it. If you're smart, you can probably help us save the world. Yeah. I identify. I used to identify. Well, I used to identify with Michelangelo, but you also had Leonardo. Yeah. 
You mean Donatello? You talking Ninja Turtles? Donatello. Yeah, Leonardo was the leader. Donatello was the nerd, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Donatello. Leonardo's my I, dude. <coughs> my, <laughs> my wife uh, agreed with me, but I was telling her how it took me to be a grown-ass man to realize that most rappers were nerds. Uh, like, real skilled, we'll say musicians um, were nerds. It depends Even on if, how you define nerd. Because football-wise, I'm a nerd. Yeah, yeah. So nerd. Well, we'll, we'll say geeks. No, I think nerd is better. I think nerd is better um, definition. Oh, geek I think is, they're nerds and geeks. Cause no, cause, you have to be a nerd to be a geek, right? I think geek is more like a um, a geek. I think by definition is closer to what you're describing, like a circus freak as. Okay, so a nerd. So I think a nerd but, means that you got like. I think a nerd means you're. Pa- I think geek actually means you're weird. Mm-hmm. Nerd means you actually have, you focus on this. You have a passion about it. Well, musicians are geeks too. Like we're weird. Um, well, it depends on the on the musician though. Not all musicians are geeks. Well, so take take it like this. Um, I, okay, you, we're you getting into semantics here. Okay, go ahead. We'll use Scarface, right? Face mob. Face mob. So you listen to Face Mob on TV. I mean, you listen to his raps. You listen to all his music and stuff like that. Yeah. You be like, man, this the hardest motherfucker I ever seen in my life. Oh yeah. Right. Well motherfuckers are very he's a musician now. Yeah, yeah. And then you watch him in an interview or something. And the way he talks and the way he uses his hands and stuff, you can tell it's like it's not what you expect the gangster to be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But he's still he's when he's doing his music, he's talking like a real life gangster and stuff. Yeah. And I believe it. I believe you could because I I lived that life. I believe you could walk both worlds. Yeah. Um. And that's 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 a very, very um, what you call it? Astonishing thing about people like Face Scarface the di- that the dichotomy. Yeah, they can. I mean, yeah, like he, some people say, I'm gonna put my um my white voice on. Uh, I can. He doesn't even have to do it. He can yeah, just be intelligent. Yeah. Yeah, and he could he could do his intelligent side and his gangster side, and they're both believable. Yeah. Right. I mean, so even Willie D. You listen to Willie D. Willie D's very philosophical. Willie D's very philosophical. Mm-hmm. I've noticed and they, that. And Willie D would say flavor flavors too, even though they don't fuck with you no more. Mean Chuck D. Yeah, I'm stupid. I'm talking. No, I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know you're talking yeah, about, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I was actually talking about Willie D from you, the Ghetto Boys. You said Willie D. I was thinking Chuck, Chuck D. D. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you listen to Willie D. Because Willie D. Like, you hear, him, you you see him talk in his interviews because you know he does a podcast too. Yeah. I don't. I mean, hate to shout the competition, but uh, but he has a podcast with Scarface, and he does you know his Facebook live shows and all of that in the YouTube. Yeah, like he gives a lot of great philosophy on life, on the things he's actually covering. He's not. He's not because to me, I don't look at him as like his channel as a news channel. I look at it more as a philosophy channel. When he right. tells you about like, hey, this is how this shit went. This is what happened, and this is why you shouldn't do shit like this. It's not like an. It's not like Tucker Carlson or somebody where he's giving like an opinion or something. Like, just to give an opinion. He's actually telling you things from, like, hey, this is why you shouldn't cheat on somebody. This is why you shouldn't cheat. Or at the very least, you shouldn't cheat in another man's house or his wife. Like, you know, right. take this bitch to a hotel or something like that right. or your place. Because you don't know when he coming home. Right. And when, it, I don't think this was something he said, but it sounds mm-hmm. like something he would say. You don't know when he's coming home and what he got in the house. You know, he's trying to help you be, like, you know, if you can't be better, be if you can't be a better person, be better at being bad, I guess. Mm-hmm. But that's not the gist. I mean, that's not the gist of what he's saying. But that's kind of like online. He was thinking like he just gives you real world experience and why this happened the way it happened. But from a, but he does kick philosophy a lot, and 
I mean, yeah, it, it, you're right. I think old school rappers, at the very least, a lot of them actually have that dichotomy. You look at Tupac. I mean, shit, look at the school Tupac went to. Yeah. Um, who else was there other than Jada? I can't call it. I just I didn't know it was him and Jada. That's where their friendship started. Right. You look at um Will Smith. Will Smith had like he could he could have gone to MIT, right? Yeah, Will Smith is a smart ass dude. Have you seen his special on Facebook? I mean Netflix. Nah. Yeah, he has a real good special on Netflix. It's called Fourteen. I think it's called Fourteen. Okay. Um. Shit, Kumo D. Kumo D was in college uh, before he started his crap career. Rap, crap, crap. Rap career. I meant to say rap career. His crap career. <laughs> no. So yeah. was uh, who's that dude that they say is the best rapper today? Um, Drake. Conscious rapper. I don't think he's conscious though. Kendrick so, yeah, Lamar. Kendrick Lamar and J Cole. So J Cole was in college too. So yeah. was Pastor Troy. Yeah. I meant to watch his DJ Vlad interview. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, a lot of rappers. Lil Wayne was like a straight A student. Yeah. Um, a lot of rappers are like nerdy type people. But you gotta look at their line of work though. First of all, you gotta be good at putting words together, which I mean, kind of yeah. comes natural to we, black we, people. Rappers, are, uh, if you write your own rhymes, if you're an actual musician, you're playing instruments, and you're reciting poems. Mm-hmm. You're reciting poetry. It's just that over the music, your poetry has to be done a different way. Yeah. And yeah, so I mean, but I mean. And then when you look at those old school rappers who didn't fall victim to the industry, mm-hmm. um, or look at look at them now. I mean, look at Jay Z now. Mm-hmm. Look at Nas now. I mean, when Nas always came off as one of those dudes that tried to be, I don't say try to be smart. Like Nas is smart, but he's one of those dudes that lets you know he's smart. Yeah, well, Nas is too smart. Like Nas is so smart, he be fucking shit up. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> shit up. Uh, somebody was talking about on I root if I rule the world. Um, he said. He'll take all the niggas out of Attica and put them in Africa. <laughs> hey, no, don't do that. <laughs> they was like, well, why would you do that? Why would you take criminals and put them in just go? You don't know what they did. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah you know what? Yeah. All those criminals. But no, that's the problem with black people, though. <laughs> that's the problem with us, too. Like, free uh, like free this dude. Yeah. Like, what do he do? Oh, man, he raped two bitches. Yeah. Uh, he killed a kid. I don't do none of that no more. He's like, hey, man, listen. Keep that nigga in jail. Let me, let me rephrase that. <laughs> Cause you said you talking about he raped people. I said I don't do none of that no more. <laughs> so <laughs> I just thought about that too. <laughs> yes, never raped anybody. But you, you um, don't you don't be shouting out criminals anymore. Yeah, I don't shout out criminals. Um, because I don't. I'm not gonna say free this person and that person if I don't know what you did. Yeah, that motherfucker might need um, to be in that jail. Even with free pimp C, I was not shouting free pimp C because I was like, uh, like he he promoting drugs. So knows some sister. I don't really know what he did. I thought it was like free. I thought it was like weapons charges. It was uh that was that, that was that time where every rapper was going to jail for having a gun. I thought it was dope, but I ain't I feel like I'm not gonna be shouting out free anybody. Free Bootsy. No, nah, I wasn't shouting that out. Um Cause he went to jail for a weapon charge, right? Yeah, but I don't I'm not I believe in do you crime, do you time. So I'm not gonna be friend you out, even when it was me. Like, no, that's one thing. Whatever I did, I do my time. That's one thing. I think rap, I wish rappers would get over. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, you don't have to listen. You rapping now, you don't have to be doing that crazy shit no yeah. more. You don't need to be. Why are you, you know carrying it's even the gun? Cooler to do it now. Like, why are you carrying a gun? 
Why don't you have security around carrying guns for you? You got rappers now that rap about how they kill people, and their rap that that they really rapped about how they kill people is used against them in court. Yeah. I didn't know that rappers was, was doing it, that shit. Was it Bobby Smurder that that it just played his court? For- yeah, it happened for Bobby Smurder, but he did it by accident. It was like um, he out now, right? Yeah, it, but it was a gang war. It's a gang war right now with NBA YoungBoy be doing that shit. Okay, like you could listen to NBA YoungBoy, and he's really talking about what they did to people, when they did it, and you're how they about did Nick, it. Talking about Nick Cannon's <laughs> chief rival, huh? Me and Nick Cannon's chief rival. Yeah, Nick Cannon's chief rival. Um, but. Yeah, like, that's one thing, looking back on it. So like, <laughs> I said, I think they're crazy for that shit. What, having all those kids? I think they're crazy. <laughs> shit. If I, I was on that. Well, I, I, think I think rappers are crazy for telling what they did. Oh, you mean that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about. um. You're uh, talking about baby having. Not that. I was just making a side joke. Um, But, Nick yeah, looking. Nick got more kids than me, don't he? I think Nick Kenny has more kids than most people mm. out that not named NBA Young Boy. Mm. Um, um, but looking back on it, I think people gave 50 cent too much shit for having security. Cause again, why would you be the one doing your own dirty work? Right. You make too much money for that shit. Right. Like it's no way, if I was a record exec and I knew I had somebody who was like out there in the street wild, mm-hmm. I'd have said, no, listen, there's no way you're getting this money from me without you having security, without you moving your ass out of that project. Because too many people about to eat off of you. Like when Takashi Six Nine got out of jail for snitching, and then went over to a concert that Meek Mill was throwing, and tried to get him into a fight, basically to get some clout. I don't know why you would do that, dude. You know how Meek many- Mill did not turn to his bodyguard and say. If he crosses over this line, I feel unsafe and do what you have to do. Mm-hmm. And then continue on about his business. Um, that is a threat to his life. And everybody, that's all you have to say to your bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Bodyguard know what to do. As yeah. long as he has the CWP in that state and he pulls, he shoots, whatever. Um, but Meet Me will go on to argue with him. Like, no, why first you, of all, it's Takashi Six Nine. Nah, that's the I point. Why are you arguing? No with words him? to say you ever. And you ruined your own career. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They respect snitches these days, man. What? <laughs> if they oh, one thing we learned from Takashi, people respect snitches these days. He would have to change up a little bit, though. Takashi, he would have to be. He couldn't be the same. Man, guy. he came out and did some more songs. Yeah, Nicki Minaj did a song with him, knowing what he did before he went to jail. But Nicki, look at her. Yeah, but Nicki Minaj, Minaj is always always has been problematic to me. She's always did. her and Lil Wayne. They do suspect shit. Like yeah, I used to love Lil Wayne's music um, until the Carter Three re release came out. No, was it Carter Three? Is she still calling his albums the Carter? Yeah, the Carter Five came out. Um, it was okay. It was better than the Carter Four, and that was it. Not I stopped listening three. to Lil Wayne after. The last Lil Wayne album I listened to, like I actually listened to, sat down and listened to, mm-hmm. The Block is Hot. The first one? I was never that big of a fan of his. Oh, because in my same time, I get down. Even when, he, yeah. even when he rapped, even when he was with the Hot Boys. Verse, man, fuck the world. Even when he was with the Hot Boys, it's like his, his rhyming was real childish. 
I mean, I guess it I comes mean, with him being the, yeah. I mean, I guess that comes with him being the youngest member of the group. But I've heard young rappers actually rap a lot better than he did. Um, back then, I like the fact that his rounds is more animated because he didn't curse like yeah, he, he, he stuff like <sighs> yeah, he song, did a lot of sound you know effects. Yeah, uh, come, come up in, in the all my like, enemies pew be running. Yeah. yeah, and all my enemies pew be running. Uh, Fall like. Splat, get joking here. <laughs> I listened to that on the way up here, actually. All right, it's the most famous one. After you back it up and stop, and what, 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 drop it like it's hot. Yeah, I mean, I guess it has what, its place. You know what? If he didn't actually, back then at least, yeah. if he just stayed a, like, as a hype man, mm-hmm. I think he would have been really, I think I would have enjoyed him more. Who was your favorite rapper back then out of the hot boys? Juvenile. It was the Juvenile? I didn't really appreciate BG's, I appreciated BG's skill, but I didn't really mm-hmm. appreciate BG until later. Yeah, I was a Turk fan. Turk was very underrated. Because Turk was the one, I was like, why is this nigga never around everything? It was, it was more mysterious to me because I didn't know Turk was really out there doing shit and going to jail for it all the time. Because you think about it, he I only had like one feature on an album. Mm-hmm. You think about that because I think what, he he's only, on the initial release, he was only on... Um, I think Welcome, uh, Welcome to the Know You on 400 Degrees. Mm-hmm. I think the re-release put him on um, UPT and... Um, was UPT on the original version? And he still said one of the baddest shits in that. In he's like, I got more. No, he was on... Yeah, so he was on two songs. He was on... So much money, I don't know what to do. He was on Rich Niggas and Welcome to the Know You. But still, yeah. I think he had the least amount of features on that album, though. Because mm-hmm. I want to say, no, BG what's, has the least amount of features. Was Wayne on 400 Degrees? Yeah, he was on um, Run For It. He was on Run For It, okay. and he was on Rich Niggas. Um, and then he was on um, the UPT's um, and the Hot Remix, when I think on the re-release. Mm-hmm. BG was actually only on Floss the Season, and then he got on um, UPT. Up. and uh, I think that's what the re-release was. The re-release was basically just putting them on more songs. Mm-hmm. Because when that, that, on, that, on, that, on that first album, when it first came out, I don't think the whole crew was on a whole lot of songs. Mm-hmm. I think that song... And but that was Cash Money back then though. Cash Money didn't do a lot of features. Yeah, it was just them because they couldn't yeah. afford to go get anybody else. They could when they got big. I mean, people forget that, that that first round of albums. Yeah, before that. Yeah, okay, before ha. Huh? Because people always separate Cash Money. I'm talking about when 400 degrees, the block is hot. Um, based on the based on the true story and anything raw and uncut is that. Four, big timers. Well, you got to remember, 400 Degrees was the first time they started getting distributed, mm-hmm. when they started getting so, backed by Universal. I said it like this. After the Big Timer's second album came out, I Got That Work. Yeah. After I Got That Work came out, then they start bringing in more features, because yeah. then they can afford it. But I sh- thought, No, I think they could have afforded it then. I think Baby was on some other stuff. I think we got you got to think about it. The stuff that he was doing to them, he couldn't have done if they was around other people. Cause look at how, cause look at how long it took for them to realize that their money was funny. Yeah, I mean, it took Juvenile to his, was his second album. After they blew up with him, four hundred degrees. Because again, people typically separate Cash Money before Ha and after Ha. The house when they really blew up. Well, people from New Orleans do. Well, people yeah, people from New Orleans know who they were, but that's the reason. Right. That's when they were still regional, but they didn't become national to Ha. It took Juvenile like three albums to realize he wouldn't get all his money. Four hundred degrees, 
G code, G code, and yeah, then it was Project English when he Project English when he actually started he bucking said, on him. Yeah. He said that he wasn't even there when they put Project English together. Yeah, so think about that. Yeah, because think about it, they had to use an old beat for um for set it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's what BG was. Shit, BG got the two mm-hmm. albums. Mm-hmm. What was that? Uh, uh, Chopper City in the Ghetto and Checkmate. Okay, yeah. Turk got Turk didn't even Turk barely got an album album, but he went to jail though. Yeah, cause Turk got what's it wrong? Uh, cut. Hold on for a Shit, second. Manny Fresh got what? How many albums did he get before he, he realized something was wrong? He got two albums before he realized something was wrong. Nah, Manny Fresh only did one album. No, how you love that and um, Big Money Heavyweights. Uh, that's a oh three. That's a big and then time my, album. That's still his album. He's in the group. Okay. So yeah, he actually right. He got the three albums before he realized something was wrong. Yeah, so I mean, keeping them isolated, you know, that kept them from realizing that they money funny. Because think about it, think about it. Like even on that D, that Cash Money um, Rough Rider store that they did back in like ninety nine two thousand. Baller blocking. No, like the oh, remember Cash, they did the, the tour. Cash Money Rough Rider tour, yeah. Yeah, even like I think people were saying like, yeah, them niggas are really isolated from us. Like yeah. we never really got to talk to them. This is crazy. Here you go. So. That first round of albums, Turk didn't come out with an album. Right. Turk didn't come out with an album until that second round. When they, like, the artwork and started to change. the second round of albums, this was his first one. Young and Thuggin'? It's me, my nigga. Yeah. It's me, my nigga, to be the thug that I be. It's me, my nigga, to be... <laughs> All over the world, y'all. That album wasn't that bad, though, man. One Saturday night was my shit. <laughs> um, Let me stop before we get shot, before we get sued. But, <laughs> but yeah, um, they, I mean, they went a long time before they realized that something was wrong with their books. Yeah. And, yeah, it's been nice. Even Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne, shit. Yeah, Lil, Lil Wayne was going strong Lil for the Wayne, one, yeah. Lil Wayne realized something was wrong with his books or whatever. So, I'm going to say something. And it's not going to be popular. However, I don't blame Baby for some of it, hmm. right? Because they have contracts. Yeah. Everybody signed the contracts. I think he probably was predatory in the first set of contracts. But what happened was, in the beginning, he was taking all the risk, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, not really. It was drug money, uh, allegedly. This nigga here. So, <laughs> um, but he took all the risk. And they were the the... The back end was low. You know what I'm saying? So they barely had money coming in. But when they signed that universal deal, I can understand if those contracts was fucked up, right? I think the only thing he didn't do when he said, when he realized those contracts was fucked up, what he should have did was went to Juvenile, went to BG, went to everybody, Turk, Fresh, and was like, yo, these contracts... We outdid these contracts. These contracts is fucked up. Yeah. We need to all sit down. Y'all need to get you some lawyers. We need to all sit down and redo these contracts internally. Yeah. And then they should have redid those contracts right there. What he did was, all oh, these contracts fucked up. I ain't saying shit about them. They signed on. They stay signed on for these amount of years. So, whatever. So, one thing I learned from Angela Yee, um... She said once, and then I started thinking about it because I always do this too. When you do a contract, 
Don't do a contract for five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. Yeah, no. That that money might look good. But shit but changes. You'll be under them forever. Shit changes. Yeah. You want to always put yourself in a position to renegotiate your contract every two to three years. Yeah. So um, that's what I do now. Like, that's why I, I, I won't do a contract for more than three years. That's why I don't understand why NFL players want them long ass contracts. Right. Do you, motherfucker, do you know I realize that salary cap goes up every year? Yeah. Like, about. I understand it, Dan, because salary caps could go up every year, but bones break a lot, too. <laughs> That's why, me personally, I would have, had I been, had I been DeMore Smith, not right. even DeMore Smith, had I been, like, one of the players in the league, I'd have told mm-hmm. DeMore Smith, I'd tell these motherfuckers that I'll, I want shorter contracts fully guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So so you guarantee me, like, I'm, let's say I'm the best runner back in the league, I'm guaranteed two years, fifteen million a year. Two years thirty two years, thirty million dollars. Fifteen a year. Right? How much does a what I mean a running back make now? Well it depends. I love on Bell. Who's best running back in the league? Right now? hmm Oh, Derrick Henry. About how much you make a year? I don't oh, know. We could look that up. Um, Derrick Henry. I don't know why you I don't know I even thought about that shit. I'm about to hit somebody else's now. Um but yeah, like I just said, give me shorter contracts, but fully guaranteed. So, excuse why me. did I spell contract? <laughs> All right. Freudian slip. So Derrick here has a four-year, fifty million dollar contract. So twelve million a year, basically. Um, now I told him straight up, just give me two years, twenty-four million. How much of this? Is, only half of it is guaranteed. So, so yeah, basically six million years guaranteed. Yeah, so I just said. I would have said, give me two years, $24 million fully guaranteed. Mm-hmm. You know, that way if something happens in the first year, you ain't really on the hook for like four months, for, months further, and I get all my fucking money. And if I do well, if I outperform this contract, we'll sit down again and talk about another two-year contract or I can fuck off and go somewhere else who'll pay me more money. Mm-hmm. Everybody wins in that scenario. Mm-hmm. You, get a, you get a really good running back for two years, I get more freedom to choose what I want, and I get security. But NFL players... NFL players do not negotiate well. Probably from where they come from. I guess so. I I would advise if and you they're go, only doing. I don't want to sound super negative. I'm about to though. Um, <laughs> I'm about to. What up, Chris? Cause that's what I was born to do. Um, <laughs> that was Chris Cross, right? Yeah. Okay. But they're just putting drugs in their body to mass pain. Which keeps them high all the time. And they're beating the sense out of themselves. I, I mean, so. it keeps them desperate. So, football, and people used to say it a long time ago, um, but I, I've realized it to be kind of true. Football is really a, akin to, like, slavery. Because even taking the masters and all that stuff out with the team owners and all that. You have people that come from downtrodden positions in life or in their families and stuff, and then they get into a sport. Even when they make it to the NFL, they get to a point where, in the NCAA, before they start letting them make money off their likeness, mm-hmm. um, they were doing all that labor for free and everybody else getting rich off of it. Yeah. Um, then they get to the NFL where they finally do get money, but 
They've been making everybody else rich until then. They finally start getting money, but in order for them, by then, they're already beat up a lot. And they come into the league first starting off in the first year. They put them in a drug program of opiates. So them motherfuckers stay high all the time. So, and it keeps them in the position where they're not fully thinking. All the, and this is not saying everybody's like this, but these players, they're beating themselves up, taking all kind of medicine. They're not fully thinking all the time. Um, but they're supposed to hire people to think for them, but all these agents basically are in the hands of the uh, <laughs> the owners and all that stuff. So, And they're supposed to be free-thinking agents and stuff, but they're not. So it's just like another version of a rat race. Like mm. they've made it, they're making all these millions of dollars, but they couldn't be making more. Yeah, all I'm saying is my ass would have been every two years. Um, hey, look at what I did. I would too. I would. If I was playing football, it'd be, it'd be receiver. I would have kept playing. And I probably wouldn't be a good receiver because I'm only six foot. I probably. Staying in sports, I probably would have got up to about six two at the most. I mean, and yeah, I, I don't know. Just but got I to would, money. I probably would have played football for about if I had the choice, and I made it. I probably played football for a good five years, and I do my career and bounce out. <laughs> would too. Yeah. Uh, as soon as I get hit one good time, junior. As soon as. Um, I have to go across the middle and Junior say y'all knock my back out of place, no homo. Then yeah, that'd be it. It'd be uh I give it a good eight years. Yeah, I, I try I try to go for a ring, but mm-hmm. it ain't that damn important. But um I'm trying to trying to get this money. Mm-hmm. And I try to be good enough so I can get on TV. Yeah, I would have came in the league just trying to get this money. And I'd 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 make sure I did enough to get on ESPN or someplace. Mm-hmm. After like five years, I'm I'll start looking around. I'm like, where can I make the most money to go sit on the bench? Yeah. Yeah. I'd be trying to look for other stuff to do. I did. I even did it. I can't say that I'm going to do it and not do it, uh, whatever. But I was doing the same thing with rap. Like, after after I came out my first album, after I made my point my second album, and then right around my third album, I was like, I want to do other shit. And then that's when I went to school. Went I would have been a journeyman lineman like a motherfucker. I'd have been I'd have been annoyed about having to play preseason games. <laughs> I was like, man, shit. <laughs> like the Lakers are now. Lakers are like, man, we don't need no damn preseason. Yeah, but I don't know, but yeah, I'd have like shit. That couldn't have been in the NFL. First of all, I don't take no damn drugs. So if my fucking arm hurts or my knee hurts, mm-hmm. I should probably sit out this fucking game coach. That's another point I was making. I talked about it with somebody on Twitter. That whole play through pain shit. That is a very toxic. Um, I hate using the word toxic. That's a very fucked up mentality uh, that sports has. Pain right. is your body telling you something's wrong. Yeah. Don't block it. You know what my knees, you know, my, listen, my knee is trying to tell me that it's about to tear. It's not, it's about to tear because it's hurting. Yeah. Like, maybe I should sit down for a while. Yeah. I just went through that this year. Yeah. Like, shit, why do, why do we have a backup? Mm-hmm. That's what I said to the coach. What the fuck does this nigga own to Ross and then mm-hmm. if I got to play every game? Mm-hmm. So... Fuck out of here, bro. Yeah, they definitely should work on that better. You could, like, they the NFL wants to do, did, did they make it more games a year now? More, um, not more games total, mm-hmm. but more. Uh, one less preseason, one more. One more regular, regular season, season, yeah. So you got yeah. three preseason games, uh, well, three to four instead of four to five. 
and they 17 regular season games. I don't like it. Um, I keep telling people the thing that made the NFL. One of the things that made the NFL what it is is that NFL is it's precious. You don't get much of it. Right. As opposed to other leagues. Just think about it. Basketball's already starting back up again. Mm-hmm. Baseball seems like, it seems like it never goes away. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you get kind of you get kind of tired of it. Well, football is like, damn, we're going to get like four months of this shit? Mm-hmm. Four months in the season. You get a month for the playoffs. And then that's it. That's what James said. James was like, man, right around now, me and I'm watching football. I was like, man, everybody watch football except for me. Yeah. That's why I'm anticipating the basketball season, man. Yeah, but, yeah, so, I mean, that's what it is. But NFL, the ownership of the NFL has a real big problem with fixing what ain't broken. The NFL as is, you're making money hand over fist every year. As I keep saying, your right. only chief rival in this country is the government itself. No other entity can really fuck with the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit, Hollywood can try, but Hollywood ain't got that kind of, Hollywood ain't got that kind of Hollywood energy. Hollywood tried. It, it didn't work. Hollywood, Hollywood ain't got the energy to be as strong as the NFL is. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It just, I don't I don't need more games. I just need y'all to, like, just fix certain shit. Like, uh, you know, not having John Gruden coach an NFL team. Yeah, and retire Tom Brady. This motherfucker. I don't get that. <laughs> I don't get it, man. Like, me personally, mm-hmm. we, just, we just talked about it, man. All that money I made... Mm-hmm. I'd have been home watching my kids grow up. Getting my dicks up. You know, having my wife of trying to avoid having more kids. <laughs> like, now I've got more time on my hands. What the fuck am I going to do all day? <laughs> my wife would have, listen, once I retired, my wife would have made me get a girlfriend. <laughs> Another one? <laughs> like, listen, Tess. <laughs> listen, I know you want to be home. I know you love me. I know you love your family. <laughs> but old girl down there, she can't take it no more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, this is our last show. So this is our last show of the year, of the season for the year. Let's say it like that. Seasonal. So anything you want to shout out to them until next year? Man, listen, y'all take care of yourselves out there, man. Same thing I said, I think, closing last year. Um, I thought things would get better. I really did. I, sometimes I think I got more hope. I got – I have more hope in people than I thought I did. I thought you about to say you got more hoes than you thought you did. Yeah, that's true too. That's true too. <laughs> um, don't uh, don't ever discount old Jack Reacher. That's my pimp name actually. Who? That's my pimp name, Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher. No, Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher. Reach her. Uh, reach the word reach dash her. So Jack Reacher. No, that's not how you say. It. You don't okay. say that. Jack, Jack reach Reacher. her. Yeah, because. If a bitch don't bring me my money, I'm gonna go reach your funky ass. I'm gonna have to go reach you. <laughs> I'm gonna reach out and touch your ass. But yeah, um, listen, get your shots or don't get your shots, but get your shots. I mean, <laughs> even OJ says that shit. Um, yeah, let him stab you, man. Let him stab you. <laughs> I just thought about that. <laughs> OJ's an advocate of you getting stabbed. <laughs> uh, no, nah, but OJ, hey, look at OJ's Twitter. OJ's Twitter is very fucking um. OJ, I Conscious. see why people. I see why people like him. Right. OG's a very likable guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I always have been. Yeah. So. Wild stabbing people. <laughs> oh my God. I got stabbed by OJ. <laughs> I got stabbed by OJ. Oh. We try to tell the people in hell about this. <laughs> um, but yeah, and just listen, like we say with knowledge, man, you know, try to be smart, learn shit, 
don't say just don't just be saying shit because Facebook or Twitter said it. Right. You know, trust and verify trust but verify. I guess just take care of yourselves and each other, man. Like we people out there, man. One people we can't get off this fucking planet as far as I know. So we gotta take care of each other. And you know what I said to that woman after she told me that I need to uh look after myself? What? I told her my dick got hard. I don't see the connection. That's what I have for the people for the rest of the year. Tell them what they can find you, Think man. Think about that shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, y'all can find me at Mansus Moves to the 7th on Twitter and Instagram and at Real Ray Tez on Discord and Twitch. And, uh, hey, man, think about me, okay? <laughs> and also think about me while you're masturbating in your bed or on the floor in the bathroom, maybe on the ground in your box. If you're living on the street, it doesn't matter. Just masturbate with me on your mind. Um, you can find everything I do at www.distractionnetwork.com. Until next time, until next year, take care. Be safe. Holla. Also, don't forget we're going to have bonus episodes.